Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. Great news for the American people. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert featuring Stephanie Bell, News Director Brian Houseworth, John Marsh, and Hannah the Producer. This is why we listen to you. Get ready, pal. And now, here's your host, Brandon Rathert. As a physician, it's really a counter counterintuitive to me. You think you're going to go in and hide and the virus is going to run away. No, the virus is just going to sit there until you come back out again. It's vaccination and it is natural immunity that's going to make things go away. What we're learning is that the people of China are human beings. Human beings don't like to be locked up. They don't like to be told they can't go out. They can't go to work. They can't socialize. Uh, they can't go see family members. Uh, they can't go to the entertainment and have fun they, they, for long periods of time by their government. Senator Marco Rubio before that, Representative uh, Jason uh, Jason Johnson, I think his guy's name, but they're talking about the protest happening in China. China's clamping down again, locking people up. They're already building like these camps where they're going to go and take people and remove them from their homes and put them into these uh, these I guess isolationist camps to make sure they don't spread the uh, the COVID. You know, uh, let let it go through. Let it just let it do it. Sometimes bad things happen. I don't mean to sound callous, but Jesus, let's be done with this. But what I find even more remarkable about what's happening in China uh, and, and to understand how they live life there, I don't know unless, and I've never lived there, uh, maybe don't have a real life comprehension of what it's really like uh, and the things that you can and can't do. Some of the very smallest, most simplest things of life. I mean, we saw what happened, for example, in Colombia and what they did to businesses. Not that much unlike what they're doing in China. It's really not. It really is. It's not an exaggeration. It's not a conservative talking point. It is about just dang near a fact. That's what they did in Colombia. But they're telling you, you can't go out. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do any of this. But what I think is more fascinating about this is the way that the, the national news outlets are reacting to this story because remember if I went out into public and didn't want to wear a mask I was incredible I was a I was a, what's one of those words when when you do something that people they disagree with what you're doing so they go for an easy word like you're a fascist words like that or you're a bigot snowflake you're a snowflake yeah words like that um that's what they w- would do they couldn't believe they were astounded the idea that you would protest mask mandates. They were the CNNs and the USA Todays and MSNBCs astounded that you didn't want to get a vaccine. Just amazed that you would want to go to a restaurant and live your life knowing what risk could be involved. They were, how could you do that? But now, for example, Jim Shudo, CNN. Check him out. In many cases, when you look at the protests, they're not small and isolated. They are often involving hundreds of people out in public places, as Selena mentioned, with their masks off, allows them to be easily identified. And that is an act of courage in this country, because this is a country that tracks. That's an act of courage. Differences between China and the United States understood. That's those protesters going out without their masks and protesting. That's courage. When we did it here, we were fascists and bigots and selfish. That's the friggin' news, national news outlets, man. That's courage. But here you're fascist. Ultra MAGA. Ultra MAGA, man. They put names to it. Look at these people. Wow. 
and it doesn't. Oh, and here's Justin Trudeau. Actually, he's the prime minister of Canada. Remember that the, the very important protest when it came to the truckers, the border, and all that stuff. So Justin Trudeau uh, saying, "Hey, man, I applaud the protests that are happening in China." Just days ago, just days ago, he's doing some kind of event, and he was talking about the protest that happened in Canada when the pandemic was was happening. Using protests to demand uh, changes to public policy um, is something that that I think is 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 worrisome. <laughs> few days ago public protest against that's worrisome people of china by the way justin they're protesting for the freedom oh that's wonderful we applaud the, just don't do it here in my country because i'm clamped down i got I, I got some leverage over my people here because i'm in charge man well and i think you know i think china is you know just behind us basically on, on a lot of this stuff but i think in america here you know i think when it was when it first started and and they said hey two weeks to slow the spread right and we were all like okay we don't really know what's going on we can agree that sounds reasonable um you know and, and i think we didn't have enough information and you have to remember in china they're not getting all of the information they don't they can't just like you know open up their phone yeah. and and find stuff out so i think there's a been a delay but then once we started getting full information about like well we're not really sure about the virus we're not really sure about the six feet we're not really sure about this i mean that appears to be what's happening in china is that the the rules and and they're starting to get more information and the rules about when you can leave and when you have to isolate and when you have to test it's all kind of wishy getting more wishy-washy over there and they're like you know what i'm tired of this and if there aren't clear rules how am i supposed to abide anyway and guess what i'm not going to burn alive in a building because you've locked me in there um and and i think you know the, the information coming out about that fire and how many people actually died and what caused you know the people that you know to not be able to get help i think is terrifying and if i would have watched my neighbors and my fellow citizens you know be forced die because the country is locking us down i, I would be in the streets too or just give people here listen here's the info go out and live your life you might die you might not Here's the keys to the car. Go out and drive down 63 and then hit 54 and go to the... You might die or you might not. Here, why don't you buy a plane ticket to go monitor the Georgia elections coming up one week from today, which Stephanie Bell is going to be doing. Here's the risk. Here's your plane ticket. Make your... do a, You might die. You might not. Well, I say with COVID, it just is crazy. Uh, and then it doesn't stop there. I want to go back to some of the, the hypocrisy of our national news outlets. I know people like you know, the mainstream media, but our national news outlets... Uh, I always like to give specific examples. Here's a, re, a report, and I'm going to stereotype a little bit here if nobody's going to be offended. Brian Houseworth, are you going to be offended if I stereotype a little bit? Without hearing it, I'd say go ahead and do what you got to do. Well, thank you. <laughs> Marsh, you good? No. All right. That's a no vote for Marsh. <laughs> Hannah, are you okay if I stereotype here a little bit? You don't listen to me anyways. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, Stephanie. I'd like to hear it first. All right. What? You want to hear it first? Before I agree to whatever you're about to say. So yes. there's this reporter in the White House, and she's got, like, uh, like even though I'm watching her on the TV, uh, I could smell the patchouli coming through the TV. <laughs> but she's just got that look. Gary Nolan show uh, does Gary the Liberal from time to time, and it's Gary taking opposite. But he talks like an electric cars are going to be the saviors of our country. This sounds a lot like your Carl Scala impression. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
You're exactly right. This woman is Carl uh, Carl Scala. Let's call her Carla Scala. Carl Scala, former city councilman, lost in a do-over election on a citywide level, and that's a good reminder. That race, this guy, Carla Scala, longtime city councilman, like 12 years or something, tie vote, 2,400 votes cast in that election earlier this year, dead yeah. tie. August. They had a do-over, and this is the one where the, the self-professed, Black, gay, cross-dressing, hairdresser beat that guy. That dude got out-woke. So this reporter, she's like Carl Scala. <laughs> uh, and she's asking, she's she's wigged out about Twitter. Uh, with somebody on, uh, uh, oh, I think it was Chris Hayes on MSNBC talking about Twitter. I can't believe how wrapped up in this Elon Musk by how they get so spun out of control about this. But Jim, uh, um, Chris Hayes on CNN, uh, MSNBC said, Elon Musk buying Twitter and what's happening now with Twitter, these are my worst fears coming true. Your worst fear in life, your very worst fear is that Elon Musk was going to buy Twitter and somebody was going to post an opinion that you might disagree with. That is your worst fear in life? My worst fear is that I'll drink or that I won't be here for my grandkids. What's your worst fear in life? Dying alone? Yeah. yeah. Brian, what's the thing you fear the most? Health issues, probably. Yeah. yeah. Producer Hannah, what's your biggest fear? Um, Those around me, like being hurt or dying. Yeah. Marsh? Missing the big news story. Yeah. <laughs> we have these real fears. And MSNBC and CNN, their worst fears. The nightmares come true. You can you can use Twitter for free speech. These people are losing their uh, their minds. And by the way, we see a lot of politicians uh, locally that have that same mindset, man. Uh, so this reporter, does that paint the picture of this reporter? Have we Is, is painted... their worst fear about pickleball? <laughs> <laughs> so this reporter, she's uh, uh, asking uh, the White House uh, press post, uh, uh, spokesperson, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre. Researcher at... Audio's not the best, but I think you'll hear she's like, hey, what, uh, Twitter. Researcher at Stanford who says that this is a critical moment really in terms of um, ensuring that Twitter does not become a vector for misinformation. I mean, are you concerned about... By the way, so when progressive liberals, people like, whether it's Carla Scala, Pat Fowler, whether it's this reporter, whether it's Joe Biden, whether it's people like that, when they say a vector of misinformation, misinformation to them, if you, if you looked at the progressive liberal dictionary, misinformation, you look at the definition... Uh, thoughts that disagree with the thoughts that I have. That's what she means by that. Uh, Elon Musk says there's more and more uh, subscribers coming online. Are you concerned about that? And what tools do you have? Who is it at the White House that is really keeping track of this? Who? Who is going to be keeping track of that stuff? Omering is really quite ferocious. It's when the huckster takes some lies and makes them sound Nina Jankowicz, remember the whole disinformation board? So that, that reporter, if I heard her right, I'll defer to Marsh and, and the other journalist here in the room. What if They have more subscribers and more people are getting on the, 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 the Twitter. And uh, what I hear her saying is... How are we going to clamp down on free speech? I swear to God, that's what that woman is asking. How are we going to clamp down on freedom of speech? How are we going to do this? Is that, That's what I hear. 
you know, um, I didn't understand the question. It was. It would have been nice to hear her mic'd up, but still, I understand uh, what you're saying. Um, they are, uh, well. I put you in some really uncomfortable situations, they, they, don't she, I, Brian? That, 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 yeah, that particular reporter, that, that particular reporter, clearly doesn't like uh, Musk. Uh, I think that's fair to say. She is saying, uh, "Marsh, am I too far off base?" She is saying, "What are you going to do to clamp down on freedom of speech?" Yeah, boy, not a, not a loaded question, right? Yeah, insane. By the way, tomorrow on the show, Gary Pinkle will be here about this time, former longtime Mizzou coach. Uh, and I always got to say this about him because I was one of those first on the wagon whenever the thing with the players concerned student 1950 and Melissa Click. He did not. He did not. It was uh, something about a uh, – uh, and I can't even remember exactly now, but it was a uh, Twitter. It was a tweet. Uh, and how he supported his players as it related to concerned student 1950, and that is ex- absolutely not what happened. He's going into the College Football Hall of Fame, wanted to come by here, so he's going to be here uh, tomorrow on 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. Did I introduce everybody yet? Kind of? No? At sure. least in this segment, producer Hannah and Brian, John, staff. I'm Brandon. Coming up, uh, morning, morning, pal. Uh, business news, little twist. Only Stephanie Bell can give you. What do you have for us today? Well, I was going to say we haven't talked about Elon in a while, but Uh-oh. there's more. There's more to the story than what we just talked about. And you know, I've been fangirling for a while. I think it might be reciprocal. Finally. Oh, Elon, Stephanie sitting in a tree. Hey. Uh, This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri, featuring Brandon Rathard. Brandon Rathard. It's what happens when you let emotionally unbalanced in a room full of microphones. 93.9 The Eagle. Hello, it is 826. Time for the Morning Bell Business News. Little twists that only Stephanie Bell can give you. I have been fangirling over Elon for years you have and i and I love it and, and i appreciate your honesty about it and a couple weeks ago i tweeted out because w- there was all the drama over the blue check and i tweeted and the blue out check for people if you don't know about the blue check on twitter it's verification it's supposed to say like you are who you say you are you're important you're a liberal journalist i don't know uh and so i and and whether or not you could pay for the blue check blah 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 and i said easy win for elon musk color changing check i said let the liberals have their blue check i'd pay extra for a red check (laughs) and i thought that was clever yeah that is and you did that yeah this was about two weeks ago and uh earlier this week elon announced color changing checks and he said sorry for the delay he didn't put my name in there he didn't say sorry for the delay stephanie (laughs) but But he said it's implied it is he said sorry for the delay but we're tentatively launching verified on Friday, this Friday, gold checks for companies, gray checks for government, blue for individuals, um, and all accounts will be manually verified. So the verification system continues to evolve. Um, so far, I guess he he took my idea and kind of ran with it. So we're not getting a red check, but different color checks is on the list. It's a fist for Friday, bump, bud. Right. Good work, Steph. Um, also, in other Elon news, uh, he did announce, and, and the guy's a genius. I mean, he really is. And we had to do an Elon update today because if I go to Fox Business, okay, and 
and I look, he is the top story, and his top story is for eliminating um, the COVID misinformation rules on Twitter. So now you can basically say whatever the heck you want about COVID on um, Twitter. You can also, and he's also, I guess, you know, giving some accounts their rights back, especially folks who were originally banned for violating the COVID misinformation rules. Um, but I think he has four of the top stories on Fox Business himself right um and so you think about you know anybody in business and you think about paid media versus earned media and the guy is a media genius i mean he's in the headlines it's almost the obsession the media obsession with it with elon almost reminds me of the early obsession with trump where the guy was just a media genius you heard about him all every day all day long and whether and, and now it's mostly focused on twitter but you know there's still some spacex and some other stuff going on um apparently one of the articles uh he is uh ireland courts told him he can't fire somebody he tried to fire um but she is locked out uh so she's not going to work every day but apparently they've said yeah you can't fire her um she never actually signed the severance package can you imagine being fired uh, anyway it's mm. so he he he's got some legal trouble but that's not the headline the headline is hey covid's over uh liberals are melting down but i, I just everything he i think he's playing chess the rest of us are playing checkers and i think he's going to rule the world and he got some uh more unpaid media attention over the weekend Alyssa milano the actress uh gloated on twitter incidentally i got rid of my tesla because screw elon musk and all that and replaced it with a, a volkswagen which was founded by hitler basically and fortunately people on twitter were kind enough to let her know hey you know who founded volkswagen right Alyssa? you dummy we might open up we had a lot of stuff here in the mailbag maybe we'll do that about five minutes from now here on wake up mid-missouri Opinions on social issues? We throw those around, too. Wake up in Missouri on 93.9. People might think that it's odd for an organization that's located out in Kingdom City to be participating in Como Gives, but we're participating because a majority of our clients come from the central Missouri area. Deanna Barger, she is with the Missouri Girls Town, chatting with KOMU Channel 8, giving Tuesday all across Missouri. Appreciate those efforts. And if you're looking um, to give, because I know this time of year, uh, either you're asked or a lot of people that just get filled with that, for lack of a better word, they get filled with the spirit I want to do. You know, um, as bad as things have been since the tragic events of January the 20th of 2021, I still I want to do something for, for other people. I want to help other people. And people are like, what do I do? Where do I go? How do I know this charity? Here's what I would do if I were you. Go to the uh, go to the websites, kwos.com or 939theeagle.com. It's a holiday wish with Hibbit Sports. Love Columbia and Common Ground. Jefferson City. Uh, just trying to help folks have a, uh, a decent holiday season. So if you know somebody who is struggling, just tell us what's going on and how we can help. It's not, and by the way, it's not always just you know the money and the food or even Christmas gifts. Sometimes it's transportation. One of the stories last year, don't tell anybody, that brought tears to mind was this grandmother mm-hmm. who just wanted to go see her grandchild for the first time ever and because of circumstances that i would uh, i'll assume were created by the events of january the 20th of 2021 she couldn't do it and folks heard that they got onto the websites kwos.com 93.9 the eagle 
com, and it, all you have to do is you just go and you click a button that says submit your wish here. It's brought to you in part by D Rose and Missouri uh, Vein Care. Yeah, we're very fortunate, and uh, I think it's great. I'm glad we're doing that. Uh, I encourage everybody to take a look at that. Girlstown does a, a wonderful job, and uh, it won't be too long. Uh, the one for one food drive will be coming up um, that the radio station Zimmer and the Eagle will be involved in. So um, that's that's good. Good to, good to hear. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. There is Stephanie Bell. Good morning. It's Mr. Brian Houseworth. Good morning, sir. Producer Hannah is here. Hello. My name is Brandon Rathert. You can reach out and text us, or you can reach out and call us, 874-9390-874-9390. By the way, tomorrow on the show, uh, Gary Pinkle is here. And also coming up, this was supposed to happen a couple of weeks ago, um, Vlad... Sajan, mm-hmm. kid from Ukraine, goes to school at uh, at Mizzou. He's coming in. He's going to be here on Thursday on the show. Sit down with us and tell a story from a kid. Imagine waking up every day. Let's say you're in some other country. Let's say you're in Europe, mm-hmm. and you're there, and things start going crazy in America, and the homeland is in war, and you don't know whether or not you're going to be able to get them on cell service that day because you don't know if cell towers have been taken out. And then, meanwhile, trying to live your life as a college student while you've got that happening several thousand miles away, but yet right there in your mind, I can't imagine uh, what that's uh, like. He is going to be here uh, Thursday on the show. Letters. Let's do our mailbag. I get letters. We don't get any letters. So many Seen letters. any interesting texts? I like the one from Ken. Ken's got some uh, interesting I stuff. read mail from a cow. And we've never received mail from a cow. <laughs> uh, but we do get uh, text 874-9390. Did I introduce John Marsh? I feel like I'm forgetting something. Yeah, I think you forgot John. John, I'm sorry, buddy. That's the way it goes. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, <laughs> we love you just the same. All right. Uh, the Wake Up Mid-Missouri uh, mailbag. Most of our stuff comes via text, 874-9390. And always dig it whenever you send us something and uh, get to include it in the show. Here in the mailbag, we're digging into the mailbag this morning. And you said you saw what was what's interesting about this one. Well, Ken said maybe we should get on board with changing the color red back to the left like the rest of the planet. And I've heard this before, and I was in some museum, and I remember that, you know, in my mind, it's just Republicans have all, red has always been the Republican color. But it really has only been like that way since basically Bush v. Gore. Um, and it has to do with the election being prolonged and the TV stations putting up the maps. And and they actually asked um, one of the, the senior graphics editor at the New York Times, hey, why did you do red, you know, this way? And he said, well, for me, it was just easy to remember. R is red, R is Republican. And so I did it that way. But if you go back and look historically at the charts, if, for example, uh, like Ford and Carter, um, they were flip-flopped, essentially. And they said the reason for that is because it was modeled after uh, Great Britain's political system where the Liberal Party is typically associated with blue. Well, I guess that one's the same. Anyway, they have been flip-flopped and they used to go, and I so what the, uh, essentially, they used to go back and forth. And so sometimes it'd be the other way and, and they just, and there wasn't any rhyme or reason, but now it's pretty much stuck. Yeah. But Ken points out, that is different than the rest of the world. And so for the rest of the world usually it's the other way around. And if the Liberal side is red and the more conservative side is blue. That's- and I've heard that before. Fascinating, Ken. Thank you for that uh, text. Uh, Jack checking in, dropping some stuff off here in the mailbag earlier this morning. We got it, and I don't know how we got there. Uh, Christmas gifts 
And one of the things that Stephanie likes to do for Christmas gifts, and I hope I didn't come off that I didn't mean to, but I was just like, but Stephanie has certain types of gifts that she likes to give. Well, sometimes if I have people that I struggle to give them gifts, I will like make a donation of something that's personalized <laughs> to them. See, or like I a think, stone or right. like a rock, like a one of those commemorative like that, rocks, like a brick at the children's hospital yes. or at the at the the park in Jefferson City. Yeah, and I think people who like appreciate history and those kinds of things. I mean, it's going to be there forever, and like our kids will grow up and they will be able to go to the southern. Boone YMCA and see their names and our names on a on a rock and remember that we helped make it happen in see, a very I teeny tiny cool. way. I think that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And like I have a brick. My parents did a brick for me at Truman State for the um, science building and every time we're back on campus and it even has my maiden name but we go and it's huge and you got we look for a really long time but I have a picture with all the kids feet right there with my named brick. I think that's beautiful. That's cool but just don't a Here's a charity. Now, I will say, whenever whenever there's a funeral, and I love when people say, hey, don't send flowers. What the hell are we going to do with all these flowers, man? I get it. You're sad for our loss. That's cool. But flowers ain't going to help, by the way. Not going to make me feel better. And I get that you're thinking of us. But if you really want to think of us, why don't you make a donation? Instead of buying flowers, now I don't think the floral industry is on board with this program, but that, yeah, that's great. And I push back a little bit on that. For the funeral, I understand, but I will say I've landed on like the best gift for moms and mother-in-laws who have to host family dinners. We get a big floral arrangement, like one of those table ones, um, because we're like, we could bring a dish or we could decorate your table with this gorgeous floral arrangement. I got like a personalized call. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. So if you haven't done that and you're struggling... Get a, get a floral arrangement delivered before the big holiday meal. You will be the all-star, I promise. There's just something about having fresh flowers mm-hmm. in your house that I really appreciate. I don't know. Yeah. And it's uh, like, uh, let's, let's be honest. Brandon and I want the Christmas cookies. Uh, yeah. have the flowers. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. Every woman loves getting flowers at work. Not true. Apparently, according to Brandon, not dead ladies. <laughs> well, it's like if you get flowers at work, it's like a little okay. bit of a flex. Right? Yeah, it's all because all the oh my god, look, uh, uh, producer Hannah's uh, uh, fiance sent some flowers, and all the girls uh, they do. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's the more, thing. It's the thing that no woman wants to say out loud. But let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. It, it does happens. make you feel yeah. very special. It does. Uh and it, it is all about it. It is. It's. I think it's more that. Look what I got. It's not about the flowers. It's that grandiose feeling you get because the other chicks in the office ain't ain't get no flowers. I think that's what it's... Have you ever gotten flowers at work, Brandon? Has anybody ever sent you flowers? Yes. Oh. Yeah. You got a really nice plant when... Was it your stepmother passed away years ago? Oh, yeah. Lauren Hauser, I think, got me a plant. Well, I think the company got you a plant, and you you did not take very good care of it. Well, I took it home, and, you know, uh, I watered it. And apparently, I think I watered it too much was uh, was the problem. So that I, I think s- you drowned it and burnt it at the same time, which is really uh, talented. Guy thing. Yeah. So, Jack, via text 874-9390, reminded us about this when you make a Christmas gift, but you say, here, I've donated some money to a charity in your name. There was a great epic Seinfeld uh, uh, episode of Seinfeld that covered this. This is uh, George and Jerry sitting at the dining uh, dining table, and George opens up a Christmas gift from a rich dentist and is disappointed by what he finds. Have you seen me? Nope. <laughs> Something from Watley. See? 
You give and you get. This is what I'm trying to teach you. This holiday season, a donation has been made in your name to the Children's Alliance. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> got them Yankee tickets. He got me a piece of paper saying I've given your gift to someone else. <laughs> I know it was a great seeing Jack. Thank you for uh, for the reminder on that. But today is Giving Tuesday, so you're going to get a lot of solicitations, and there's a lot um, in your email. I've already gotten several, but there are a lot of really worthwhile charities here in Columbia. And one thing that we know from... Um, this year is that those folks who are helping others are being asked for more and more and more and folks are less able to donate this year than ever before so if you are able to give today it's a good day to do it yeah and so yeah there are going to be people they are going to be uh asking and it's uh it's totally uh legit i want to go back to something that happened earlier on the show this morning, six thirty-five. Chris Arps is here. He's got a website. Phil's filled in for Gary Nolan last week. But one of our bump pieces of bumper music, and we came out uh, a great piece of music. Chris even commented on it. Man, dig the music, and said, "Yeah, that's Godsmack." And we got a, a uh, text from listener Jeff and Hannah. I guess said you'd never heard or you knew of one Godsmack song. Yeah, and it was the song that was currently playing. Yeah. Jeff says, tell Hannah, uh, I used to know the drummer from Godsmack. His name was Shannon. Back then, he was really, really, uh, really heavy metal band called Wrathchild. <laughs> he used to follow them around, or we used to follow them around D.C., Baltimore, Maryland, West Virginia. Um, can't believe now the guy is a famous rock star. And this from uh, a, a listener by the name of Austin, which I didn't know this was an issue actually uh but we appreciate we always appreciate feedback we really really do as a matter of fact Hannah, you know what it's almost time for it's almost time speaking of seinfeld it's almost time for our annual festivist show oh are we doing that again this year we every year we say that and john you know how this works we we sp- we'll spend the show of us for the rest of us that's right and we go around and we air our grievances with each other here on the show but usually is what happens is listeners just air their grievances with us. And Houseworth always sits out because he's too nice. <laughs> he will never even pick a loser of the week. He for sure will not air any yeah. grievances. But I do like Austin's text, especially as we are going to get into the uh, audience's grievances. But he says, hey, Brandon, I think the show is improving and I am enjoying it more. <laughs> so at first, and Austin, what a, what a nice text, John, because he compliments John, Brian, producer Hannah and Stephanie. But... I think the show is improving, which you should always be improving. I mean, even the continual best... Continual improvement. Continual improvement. We're always improving. Even Patrick Mahomes, who's, uh, we learned overnight, has become a father for a second time. What's the baby's name? Bronze, I think is the baby's name. Yes. That's his nickname, yeah. Nickname. Um, even uh, Patrick Mahomes has a coach. Even he's working on improving. So, yeah, all about continual improvement. So, when I first read this, I think the show is improving. I'm almost like, I'm not taking that as a compliment. It's kind of like a backhanded compliment. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, you're getting better. Yeah. But he says, you're, and then he says, and you're welcome to give me a call if you would like some feedback. Sure. It sounds like he has some grievances to air. I appreciate that, though. But he does say thanks all uh, in all the effort to get an enjoyable, informative, entertaining, and local morning show. Thanks, and Austin. That's sweet. That's pretty cool. Austin, we expect you to call in when we do our Festivist show. If you're not familiar with Festivist, you can look it up. Uh, Feats of strength. Feats of strength. <laughs> what was it instead of the Christmas tree, John? Uh, aluminum pole. Aluminum pole. And then we air our grievances. 
We talk about what it is. And we're working on Stephanie's, you know, Oprah has the uh, list. list of favorite things. And I have the list of things that suck. Uh, coming up, leftovers. Five minutes from now, things we didn't get to on the show. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri, featuring Brandon Rathert. Dysfunctional. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 93.9. Here's a big old serving of leftovers. Enjoy. All right, we open up our refrigerators and see what we have in the way of leftovers. Sometimes it's really good stuff, and sometimes it's, uh, you know, eggs from a couple of days ago, which... Shouldn't be bringing eggs home as leftovers anyway from the Waffle House. Uh, and I think leftovers, uh, we're going to do some stories, but we're getting uh, some text regarding dudes who have received flowers before. Mm-hmm. Hannah, I think Hannah asked me, she says, Brandon, have you ever, because Stephanie loves, uh, she loves sending flowers as uh, gifts. Uh <clears throat> And I think, was it you that asked, had you, have you ever, and yes, I said, do you not have received flowers before? It's kind of interesting. It's, you know, because I like to flex as a guy. You know how when a guy, when the girl's in the office, they get flowers that is, like you said, Hannah, there's that, kind of that flex. Yeah, it's, now, whether you want to admit it or not, it's kind of nice. Yeah. It feels like a little bit of a show off. But John, when you're a dude <laughs> and you get flowers in the office, it is a the the feeling is complete and total polar opposite of that. Uh, Dave says I had a girlfriend once. Uh, he says actually he said he would send her a flowers uh, a lot. One day when I went to her house to visit her, her dad uh, and uncle approached me and said, "You little sob, you better quit that. You're getting us in trouble with our wives." Oh, there it is. Uh, Ted, my wife sent me flowers to my work. Problem is, I worked in a local jail. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, th- and Rebecca, Rebecca, thank you. Uh, she says, I'd rather have a couple dozen beers. Sorry. <laughs> have you seen the beef jerky bouquets that are marketed for guys? Uh-uh. It's like l- literally beef jerky sticks, and they have beef jerky flowers on top. You arrange it like a bouquet. Uh, Emmy says... There you go. Her uncle's uh, at her uncle's funeral, uh, like the R.J. Reynolds, the tobacco company sent flowers or plants. Wow. Uh, Marsh, you got anything for leftovers? Yeah, well, everybody was uh, not behaving at the in the workplace on Monday and doing the Cyber Monday shopping. We won't name names of our coworkers. Central Bank, uh, Boone County, issuing warnings about increases in fraud. It turns out some customers either had their cards shut down or preemptively frozen over the weekend. And if you see any fraudulent charges on your card and it wasn't from Cyber Monday, you have 60 days to report it to the bank and get things straightened out. So it is definitely the ripoff time of the year. I actually had fraud on my Central Bank account yesterday yes. really i did yeah for it was a 19 dollar charge what for it was for a muslim women's organization said i had made a donation Oops. like to the human fund yeah right <laughs> did you make it at least in somebody's name and say hey look what i got you i got you a christmas gift i donated money to some other thing 
they're pretty good about taking care of that. So keep an eye on your card. Also, uh, the Supreme Court is looking at Biden's policy regard with regard to immigration today. Uh, interesting take on executive power and uh, what you can do there in enforcing immigration law. Uh, tomorrow on the show, Gary Pinkle, Hall of Fame college football coach, getting inducted into the HOF. He's going to hang out with us tomorrow here in studio. Gary Nolan's show is next. See ya. Bye.